You are in the Fantasy Baseball Championship. One more week to go. Welcome to the show. It's Fantasy Baseball Today. It's Sunday, September 18th. Recording this in the early afternoon. Adam Azer, Al Melchior, Scott White with you one more time to get you ready for the final scoring period and help you win your league. Or if you're already out and you're just listening for fun, or if you need some keeper advice, we'll get to your emails later. So welcome everybody. Here we go, guys. Uh, are you in? Uh, either of you playing for championships this weekend? Well, in the is podcast it? league, <laughs> you're in it. Yeah. And uh, is that it for you? Yeah, that's that's the only league I have a chance of winning. Uh, unfortunately, such a crapshoot. You know, you do all yeah. this preparation for fantasy, and I right. I think being prepared and having a good draft, it will pretty much guarantee you not guarantee you but it will set you up for a successful year but then you need the breaks to go your way mm-hmm. you need to stay healthy and that's how you win fantasy right yep yep like if you had you know josh beckett when he went out with his ankle injury yeah. that's just not something you could have foreseen so yeah the little bit of a roll of the dice these last couple of weeks here but i hope our, our listeners have been helped by this show i know i've been helped by listening to you too so let's do it one more time and uh, this is not our last podcast, but it is our last regularly scheduled podcast. Hopefully, we'll be back um, here and there as the you know Major League Baseball playoffs go on. Maybe we'll talk some some baseball and whatnot. But anyway, we have some stud pitchers out who are in danger of not making two starts yeah. for playoffs reasons. So, what do the owners need to know about guys like Beckett and Lester and Gallardo, et cetera? Yeah, what people need to know is that, um, now again, these are guys, you're probably not going to sit any of them, even with one start. But, um, you know, particularly if you are in a shallower league, it's something that you, you need to be mindful of that um, as teams line up their playoff rotations, that somebody like a Josh Beckett or a Cole Hamels, uh, who currently has a scheduled start on either the last day or the second to last day of the season, they could be bumped or maybe just pulled after two or three innings right. uh, to keep them, keep them fresh for a game one or a game two in a divisional series. So uh, right now uh, we've got five guys who are currently in that situation. It was like eight or nine a few days ago. So already managers are making their, their little machinations to get their playoff pitchers uh, out of the way at the end of the year. But Beckett, John Lester, Giovanni Gallardo, Cole Hamels, Tim Hudson. Those are all guys who on paper look like two-star pitchers, but probably at best are 1.5-star pitchers. <laughs> yeah, Al, you're growing a bit of a playoff beard. Uh, yeah, I am. You know, try to stay lucky. <laughs> he seems he's, to be losing his voice, very, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've lost mine as well. He's very clean-cut, usually, Al. So it's yeah. Sunday, and he's just kind of like... You know what? Whatever. It's the last week. I'm just gonna go. For it. I'm <laughs> no just gonna video go. anymore. Exactly. It's all. It's all the podcast. All right. Let's get into Scott's hitting planner here. Hitting planner, pitching planner, fantasynews.cbssports.com, and follow us on Twitter at cbsfantasybb. That's a great way to stay on top of things. As we won't have podcasts throughout the week, but if you're looking for some some news out there, cbsfantasybb on Twitter. So the five best matchups this week, the Indians, the Phillies, Twins, White Sox, Red Sox. Indians, Phillies, Twins, and the Sox. White Sox and Red Sox. Now there is an early start tomorrow, by the way. Early start on Monday, so get your lineup set early in the day. So, Scott, Fringe, Indians, Phillies, Twins, White Sox, Red Sox, worth starting this week. 
Well, there's a few we could go over. Um, sure, Juan let's do Pierre, it. Juan Pierre is always a good fringe guy whenever the White Sox have a good matchup. Really, he's he's more reliable than I think fantasy owners give him credit for in general. So he's somebody I'd like to start this week. Marco Scudero uh, has really come around for the Red Sox batting 404 over his last 13 games, and he seems to be getting regular starts there at shortstop. So I think he might be a guy to look at, but... Just looking at these these matchups, um, just in in kind of general terms, uh, the Indians, who you listed as the top one, they're the one team playing twelve games this week. I, I use "week" in quote and uh, right, air so quotes. About a week and a half. Yeah, ten days. Indians have twelve games, two doubleheaders in there, um, <laughs> and then there's uh, the uh, the Phillies have eleven games. The Twins have eleven games. Um, you worried about the Phillies resting their starters? I would definitely be worried about the Phillies resting their starters. And that that's a good point to bring up because even though it's good matchups for them, uh, they've clinched the East already. They're they're going to clinch best record. It's it's already a given they're going to have it. Uh, so they, they have a few players uh, who could be in line to rest. Obviously some of the obvious names, Utley and uh, Placido Polanco, who's still dealing with the sports hernia. But I also read Ryan Howard is a guy who could get extra rest down the stretch. Um, he had Him dealing with the bursitis in his foot. Uh, so he would be a risky start this week despite the good matchups. So five worst matchups are the Rangers, the Mets, the Cubs, the Braves, and the Dodgers. The Rangers, Mets, Cubs, Braves, and Dodgers. Who are we sitting here? Well, James Loney is somebody who pops out as hot as he's been recently uh, with the the poor matchups the Dodgers have uh, going against the Giants and, and at San Diego and against the Diamondbacks. I'd sit him. The Braves are interesting because not only do they have the rough matchups, uh, some guys like Anibal Sanchez, Javier Vasquez, Steven Strasburg in three games against the Phillies to end the week. But they are kind of in the same position as the Phillies in that I think they're, they're uh, four, like four games up in the wild games, card. Yeah. So they're probably going to clinch with uh, several dick games left in the season. And you have to figure Freddie Freeman, who is playing through a strained hip flexor, he's somebody to sit. Uh, Chipper Jones, who's been playing a lot recently, uh, he's somebody to sit just because, you know, 39-year-old, they're going to want him to rest up. And uh, then Martin Prado, who's who's really been fighting it recently, batting uh, under 200, I think, over his last 23, 24 games. Uh, he's another guy who could see some extra rest. So those three, uh, since, since they have uh, separate side issues going on, in addition to the risk of playing time, in addition to the bad matchups, <laughs> I would probably sit them. And then let's do it position by position here. Catcher first. Nick Hundley's hot. Al, are you starting Nick Hundley in the final week? No, I'm not. Uh, just uh, not enough production overall from Hundley this year, so uh, not going to take a risk on him in the last week. Nick but, Hundley, okay. But, uh, 4 10 5 homers and an 11.84 OPS since returning from elbow surgery in mid-August. And... Uh, Three games at Coors Field to open the week. The last six are at Petco, but he's actually hit better at Petco. So I think Hundley could be a really nice start for you this final week. Nick Hundley or Russell Martin? Russell Martin is cold and a little banged up. Definitely Hundley because in addition to Martin's issues, he's also with the Yankees who pretty much have that division sewn up. So uh, he's another guy who could be. (laughs) Azer's over here (laughs) knocking on wood as a Yankees fan. But... 
Uh, I think it's likely that Martin could sit a few games to end the season. All right, fine. Nick Hundley or Jesus Montero? Well, obviously, then I think uh, Hundley over Montero if I'm sitting Hundley for Martin. You like Martin, Martin better than Montero? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. Giovanni Soto is a sit, right? Because he's horrible? Yes, and because <laughs> of the Cubs' lousy matchups this week. Sure. All right, first base. So, Cubs' lousy matchups. Does that mean, Al, would you sit Carlos Pena, who going into Sunday is actually having a nice September, 289, four home runs? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. When Pena's going well, he's a guy that I would like to start, but the matchups for me are the stronger tiebreaker. So, I would, at the very, very least, look at my uh, other options at first base. Pena or Ryan Howard? I think I'd go Pena because I'm really concerned about Howard's playing time. So Twins first baseman Chris Parmalee, could he be a guy that fantasy owners, if they're desperate at first base, should look into? Only in deeper leagues. It's been confirmed now that Justin Morneau is out for the season. He's actually having a minor surgical procedure on his knee, surprisingly. Um, So that means Parmalee's got that job sewn up for the rest of the year for sure, but uh, just not enough power there for mixed league use at this stage of his career. Carlos Lee, starter sit. I would start him because uh, he's been a guy who's really, uh, really taken off here in the second half. 371, seven homers, and an 1116 OPS. Uh, I think that's from about mid August. I forgot to write down the time frame. But he's been really hot recently, <laughs> is the point. And the Astros, uh, I think they were among the best matchups. And well, well, they weren't, but they do have good matchups against uh, the Reds' rotation, the Rockies, um, in their first seven games there. And the Reds, uh, they're 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 losing some of their options there. That's kind of a patchwork rotation right now. And we said Freddie Freeman is a guy to sit this week. So second base, Michael Kadire is back. Do you feel good starting Michael Kadire? I feel it's worth the uh, taking the chance on him because. Uh, the Twins, they're with their great matchups this week, the 11-game week. You know, let's say he still has some issues with that risk, ends up sitting two or three games. I, I still think Kadire is one of the better options you have available at second base. I would trust him over somebody like Utley, who you're, you you got to be sure is going to sit a good four or five games. Al, what's the deal with Ricky Weeks? Well, I just don't think that we can rely on him to uh, be in the lineup regularly down the stretch like so many of the other players that we're talking about. So, so he's a sit? Uh, I would say so. I, I actually have him as a start. Um, but, I, I mean, it's something you could go either way with. It yeah. depends on your 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 uh, aversion to risk, really. He did get a day off Saturday with continued soreness in the ankle, but the soreness is going to be there. The Brewers acknowledge that, and I think they're going to play him a lot to get his bat going for the playoffs. Kadire or Weeks? I would go with Kadire. Okay. Jason Kipnis or Weeks? Definitely Weeks because Kipnis, uh, he had a good game Saturday, but they just, they're, they're playing him every other game, it seems like, and that's not enough. Well, that's annoying. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. How about Ryan Rayburn? Any hope for him this week? Uh, yeah, I think same situation, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. mix and match. Uh, they've been mixing and matching actually kind of throughout the uh, infield except for uh, for Miggy Cabrera, of course. So yeah. uh, I don't know that anybody there is real safe uh, for this last week besides Cabrera. Okay. And Aaron Hill. Did you start him over weeks? Start him over Utley? Probably not. 
the Diamondbacks are one of the teams with nine games this week, which, you know, the difference between 11 and 9 isn't the same as the between 7 and 5. But still, that combined with the fact that Hill has kind of cooled off recently, uh, I would rather go with the somewhat risky studs over the, the middling guy like that. Only in fantasy baseball can the difference between 11 and 9 not be the same as the difference between <laughs> 7 and 5. Yeah, because I thought they were both 2. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on now to third base. Alex Rodriguez homered Saturday. You feel good about starting him? Not really, uh, because that's another situation where with that thumb is- in issue, he's been in and out of the lineup so much already. And like we said with some of these other Yankees, they're going to clinch midweek. They don't have the best matchups this week. They're facing that that deep raise rotation for seven of their 11 games. So uh, I, I think that would be enough for me to try to avoid A-Rod. Edwin Encarnacion, starter sit. That would be a guy I'd go with instead of A-Rod if he was still available. Uh, had, a, had a little minor shoulder thing recently, but seems to be fine. And has really been one of the more consistent third-base eligible guys uh, in the second half. Uh, he scored at least 17 head-to-head points in nine straight scoring periods. Um, so clearly a, a safe start. Placido Polanco is heating up, but we mentioned some of those Phillies, they are they are mm, iffy. Kevin Euclid, is he too banged up to be trusted in this final 10-day stretch? Well, you know, at some point we're going to run out of players because we talk about players who are being rested and players who are banged up. But the situation for Euclid really doesn't, doesn't look good. Didn't start again on Sunday. There's no uh, specific timetable for a return there. So there is one more case where if you can replace him with a decent alternative, like Encarnacion, for example, you need to do it. And shortstop. And then we'll do outfield and then the injuries and then the pitchers. So, you, you know what? Probably by now I think people have figured out the format of the show. But anyway, shortstop, D. Gordon. <laughs> D. Gordon's heating up again. Starter sit. I guess he had a good weekend because he was he was tailing off there he did. Uh, he towards the end of the week, but uh, I still think every time he goes down like that, you realize okay, this guy doesn't walk at all, and when he's not hitting well, he's not doing anything for you, and that's always scary. And then you combine that with the Dodgers' uh, poor matchups this week: Tim Lincecum, Ryan Vogelsong, uh, Madison Bumgarner, three games at San Diego, and then Daniel Hudson and Josh Colmenter in that season-ending series. So it doesn't look good for Gordon. Did I see Derek Jeter in your, uh, you know, what's the, you know, kind of be afraid of? It is approach with caution. Approach with caution. Approach with caution. Yes, he was an approach with caution player. Another Yankee. We've mentioned all of them. Uh, But in addition for for Jeter, a reason to be concerned about him, uh, the righty-lefty splits this year, this is something I hadn't really noticed until recently. He's hitting three fifty with nine thirty one. A 931 OPS against lefties, and, and his numbers against righties, uh, OPS below 700, uh, just not good. And of those 11 pitchers the Yankees are facing this week, uh, the vast majority of them are righties, I think nine of the 11. And like I said, some, some really high-end guys like James Shields twice. Uh, I think Jeremy Hellickson is in there twice. Uh, John Lester's one of the couple, the two lefties, so... Uh, I don't have high hopes for Jeter this week. You'd start Scudero over Jeter? Probably not. And that's that's why it's tough to put somebody like Jeter in the approach with caution category because it's shortstop and because what else are you going to do? I, I realize a lot of people are just going to have to start Jeter, 
But if, if, you, if you've got Jeter and another similar player there that you've been platooning, like an Eric Ibar or... Um, oh, uh, Bonifacio? Yeah, uh, Emilio Bonifacio who actually has a must-start this week. Uh, even in like a J.J. Hardy who homered over the weekend. Any of those, I think, would be better options over Jeter. Okay. Then let's look at outfielders. So, Al, we talked about Desmond Jennings, I think, on Wednesday... Uh, are you are you going to start it? If you were in, would you start him in the final week? Uh, I am in in one of my head-to-head leagues, oh, so the, and, and it's the league I've got Jennings in. So um, my position right now is I'm going to go to the waiver wire, see what the options are, because he has hit a little better the last few games, but um, he still, to me, is could be a borderline option. We'll see what I find, and I would recommend that if you've got Jennings, you need to do the same. Jason Bay has come back down to earth after a – Rip-roaring hot streak last week. Um, so starter sit Jason Bay. You sit Jason Bay, and he was going to be a sit for me even if he didn't come back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets get the Phillies rotation for three of their nine games, and that is scary <laughs> in and of itself. Chris Young, starter sit. Uh, I would sit Chris Young in most cases. Uh, just hasn't been consistent enough for me, and not enough lefties on the schedule for the Diamondbacks this week. That's always a big, uh, big issue. Well, actually, it looks like there was more than there was on Thursday. It looks like four of the nine pitchers they're facing are going to be lefties, assuming everything stays the same, which right. over a week and a half it probably won't. Probably not. <laughs> uh, so I guess he'd probably be in that borderline category. I would probably go with the Desmond Jennings type over Chris Young, but if you're looking at a Jason Bay type instead, then Young clearly deserves to start over him. But would you start Josh Willingham over Chris Young? I probably would. Looking at Josh Willingham's numbers, I didn't include them uh, from he, both he's of the been weekends. very good yeah. lately. Yeah, it was a 215 at-bat stretch here uh, since he returned from an Achilles injury in July. 279 with 16 homers, 936 OPS. That's the player Oakland thought they were getting. It really came as a surprise to me because I thought of Willingham's season as a disappointment. He's uh, He's got a career high in RBI, I think, and is getting there with homers, too. He's going to have a He's going to end up with good numbers. Seems like we go through this every year with Josh Willingham. <laughs> yeah, it does. Are any of the following three outfielders worth starting? Nelson Cruz, David Murphy, Alejandro de Aza. If I had to pick one, it would be Murphy because I still don't trust Cruz to come back and play uh, consistently enough. But I don't necessarily like Murphy this week either because of the Rangers' tough matchups this week. Um, they're going they're going against like three aces: Hernandez, Heron, and Weaver, and and a, and a few bad uh, a few high end pitchers mixed in there as well. Uh, it just seems like a week he's going to cool off. Injuries, news, notes. Brian Wilson, is he back? And can you trust him if he comes back? Well, yes. Uh, the easy question is, yes, he's back. He was activated on Sunday. Uh, we'll start getting save chances again uh, early next week. So um, He can, struggled at the beginning yes, of the year coming off the DL. He did. Um, that's the thing. His season's been sort of a sandwich where in the middle <laughs> he was Brian Wilson, but on the edges there were injuries and, and he wasn't so good. So. A really tall, thick sandwich. Yeah, a hairy sandwich. With and, bad bread, I guess, because that would be the, like, the front and the back end of the season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just a real, really thin slice of bread. Probably Not, a little mold on there. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, well, that's what the beginning of this is. But <laughs> well, he gets to he gets to kind of rewrite 
the end of the season. He could have a good week. He he could. I, I think he's risky, and I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say that because he's one of the few closers that coming into this year, I just thought he was a reliable guy that you had to start. But, you know, I, I just have questions about how ready he's going to be and I think uh, it's not a given that uh, that you start Brian Wilson this week. Could you start Jim Johnson over him? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> no. That's digging too deep, I guess. Yeah, all right. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez dealing with a wrist injury. T- Troy Tulowitzki, a hip injury. These two you, Rockies, are they going to play? You can go down the list, the Rockies lineup again. Cargo, Tulo, and who's the next guy? Helto. Yeah, all three of them are kind of in the same category right now. Helton dealing with the back injury. Uh, none of them have been ruled out for the season, but the Rockies aren't giving a really clear impression of uh, a really clear idea of when they're going to come back either. And uh, I think they're all too risky. The only one I would even consider is too low because of the position he plays. But even then, it, it would only be because you have nothing on the waiver wire who's even uh, viable. So wow! So you'd sit cargo. Yeah, I would. It's This is a recurrence of the same issue he had that put him on the DL. It just doesn't seem likely the Rockies would want to risk much with him. Is Matt Holiday out for the season? It's kind of looking that way. Uh, had some inflammation in one of his fingers. They said five to six days at first, but by then, assuming they're out of the wild card race, I don't see the reason for them to bring him back. Sure. Adam Jones. Well, he could come back uh, and could come back soon, but he's just not really done very much in the last uh, month and a half or so. So I just I think there's a laundry list of reasons that you can uh, skip Adam Jones this week. UNL Escobar. Yeah, he's very risky too. His um, He had an MRI that came back negative, but the swelling in his elbows actually doubled Ooh. over the last day or so. Um, so it seems like he's a ways off, and I think you need to look for an alternative there. Tommy Hansen or Jair Jurgens? Hansen. I know it wasn't really that kind of uh, either question, or question, but but, oh, no, uh, no. <laughs> but I oh, would, you really threw me off there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, if, if it is a choice, you are choosing Hansa because it's looking very, very good that he'll make a start in week 25. Jurgens definitely will not. And it's looking iffy as as to whether he could even pitch in a division series. But I'm going to assume that you will be cautious starting Tommy Hansen. Be, be cautious because at best he's a one start guy. He's had a long injury related layoff. Um, but in deeper leagues, I think uh, I think you should play him. Joe Maurer and Shinsu Chu are out for the year. And Al, is, are those back spasms of Phil Hughes giving you any any trouble, any concerns? Not not really. He had his start pushed back. Well, first a day, then two days. So his next start will come on Wednesday. And uh, and Hughes himself wanted to pitch on Monday. He said he was ready. So um, granted, you can't always go by that. But uh, I, th- I think uh, there's not a big concern there. We're going to look at the pitchers now, and the pitching plan are available at fantasynews.cbsports.com. Now, most of those pitchers are two-star pitchers. There are a few one-star guys. Are there any one-star guys that are worth starting this week? Well, the ones that I mentioned who are, you know, one-and-a-half-star guys, uh, I think so. There's a, a handful of stud-type pitchers. Uh, David Price uh, has one start. Um, Matt Cain has one start. Brandon Beachy. Um, let me just look here real quick and make sure there's a, there, Texas has an interesting situation that we'll discuss uh, a little later. Um, but you know, those are Justin Verlander has one start. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's such a momentous occasion. I'm going to travel to Detroit and watch that start. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. cool. And, and apparently so. you've been hanging around with Scott White so much cause you, you just called them Verlander instead of Verlander. Verlander. Oh. Verlander. Whatever. I think I always 
Go. Go to the Scott White ride. Yeah, that's, so. that's that's right. He needs he needs accent marks on his name. That's <laughs> yeah. the only way we're going to get it right. <laughs> so, I guess but, so. So by, you, by any pronunciation, you're not going to sit uh, Verlander. You mentioned the Rangers have an interesting situation. I assumed you meant the race with the Angels. Is that well, the race with, with the yeah, the race with the Angels and and how they're gonna set up their rotation for the playoffs uh, because yeah. uh, they could make Harrison one start guy and Ogando two starts or or flip them, and that's a decision they'll have to make in a, in a couple of days. It, it could I I could see it being interesting with the Rays too the way they're taking the Red Sox down to the wire and a lot of that could depend on. You know, obviously, how the next couple of days go, uh, but they could squeeze another start out of Price, or the the Red Sox could squeeze another start out of Lester or Beckett, who you mentioned at the top of the show. If that race goes down to the yeah. last day yeah. or two, right? That's yeah. That's exactly why it's you know it's a little dicey because right, if they sew things up, they have little incentive to put those guys out there. Certainly, no more than about two innings. But uh, if they need them, then they could do what the Angels have already done, which is rearrange their whole rotation to get two starts out of Jared Weaver in Week 25, including on the last day of the season. Let's go over some of the guys who might be a little bit borderline. And this is funny to say, but Irvin Santana, he's struggled. Five earned runs in each of his last two starts, and he's at the Blue Jays, home against the Rangers. Irvin Santana, start or sit? Well, I think probably you still start him, but he... um, let me put it this way: in in shallow leagues, he's been pretty much a no brainer for the second half. I think that's changed, and it's not just these last two starts, which were both pretty bad. But he's really not been that great for about the past month. He's he has tailed off some. He's so, a brainer. He's not a no brainer. He's a brainer. He's, he's a brainer now. You got to use your brain and weigh your your uh, alternatives in a in a shallow league. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going with him in the podcast league over Ivan Nova, and. Homer Bailey, who has two good matchups. Uh, Bailey and for sure. Nova. Nova has the Rays and Red matchups. Sox. Yeah. At home. Yeah. And he's bad at home. Or at least that's what the splits tell me. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked that closely at it. Yeah. It's, I'd say it's very close between Santana and Nova. I probably, yeah, I probably would give Santana a slight edge there. But uh, that, that to me is a pr- pretty equivalent. Wow. All right. Ubaldo Jimenez, White Sox at home, Tigers on the road. Uh, I think he's he's fine. Um, he's not, you know, certainly who uh, to you know paraphrase that you know quotable quote. Not who we thought he was uh, <laughs> early in the year, but um, you know somebody who you could probably start in most formats this week. Let's stay with the Indians. If Jimmar Gomez is healthy, he's given up just five earned runs over his last four starts. He's been good. Is he worth starting? He has been good, but um, there is the the question with his leg and Scott's What's nodding. The problem, Scott? Scott's nodding no. You, you, and, you and always nodding. say nodding. It's shaking, isn't it? Nodding, yeah, yes. Nodding's yes. All right, he's, you're shaking. <laughs> I, I just did a little demonstration there, <laughs> but yeah, I, why would you go to Gomez when there's all these two start options out there? That's just that's nutty. What if you're in a 45 team league? If you're in a 45 <laughs> start team league, Gomez. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, he's a must start if you're in a 45 team <laughs> league. Leave up for your AL only. Justin Masterson. Uh, wow, all these Indians. Minnesota <laughs> and Detroit. Minnesota at home. Detroit on the road. I think it's mostly just because of the Minnesota matchup that I'd be willing to trust Masterson, but he just has not been good in September and. Uh, in fact, Scott, I think you made a comment the other day that you think he's probably tiring down. That sounds yeah. about sounds about right yeah, to me. Because about he's, thirty innings over, yeah, and just not been the same pitcher lately. So is that a start or a sit? So it's it's a it's a standard mixed league start, a sit, and anything shallower. 
Roy Oswalt, Washington at home, Braves on the road. Oswalt, a great start on Saturday, seven scoreless, I think seven strikeouts against the Cardinals. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to you know, lead your rotation in points this week, but I think he's fine for your, your last spot. Scott, Kyle Loesch, how do you feel about him? Phillies on the road, Cubs at home. Not good. It's another situation where there's so many double starts out there that I think you can probably probably do better than Kyle Loesch. We haven't been recommending him in, in typical two-start weeks anyway. It's just been too inconsistent. Gavin Floyd at Cleveland, home against Kansas City. Yeah, I like the matchup. So even though I haven't recommended Floyd in a while, I think this is this is a good week for him. Um, typically good on the road. That road one's in Cleveland, right? Nice pitcher's yes. park. That could be a very fruitful start for uh, for Floyd. Ooh, all right, we got some borderline guys. We got some tough ones here. Trevor Cahill, Texas at home, and then at Seattle. I actually don't think that's tough at all. I've given up on him for the whole rest of the season. Okay. Well, last week. <laughs> so sit Trevor Cahill. Yeah. Steven Strasburg, Atlanta at home, Florida on the road. Yeah, also not too tough. He pitched six innings against the Marlins on Saturday. Um, was, again, very, very good. Not getting quite the strikeouts that you would expect, not you know, getting quite the innings you would hope for, but still good enough this week. He's a phenom. His ERA is, is like, what, 1.3 or something? I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's been great. He's, uh, it's how, it's 1.29. Can I, how early are we going to draft Strasburg next year? Yeah, Top 25? I, I was just thinking about that. I would absolutely take him in the – yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't think so because we ran down our top 24 – here on the last show. No, 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 no. Or, Top 25 starting oh, pitchers. pitchers. Oh, so. well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No uh, Bartolo Colon, bad on Saturday. Rays and Rays, home and away. Yeah, border borderline. I don't think he, he's a terrible start, but I think he's a, he's a last resort option. Rick Porcello, Baltimore at home, Cleveland at home. I understand why he keeps winding up on this list because I just realized over the weekend he has 14 wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be some of the luckiest 14 yeah. wins out there. He gets a lot of run support. Yeah. I don't, look at these matchups. Baltimore and Cleveland? It doesn't matter. You're not starting him? He, no. He's, I mean, he's been really good in fantasy for the last, uh, I'm not sure of the time frame, I would say month or so. I'm guessing but, it's mostly based on the wins, though. But it's mostly based on the wins, yeah. So that's uh, a little too risky as uh, we do have so many good options this week. Mike Miner at Florida at Washington. Yeah, great matchups. Uh, been pretty good lately. You can start him. You start him wow. over Porcello? Oh, absolutely. Would you start Henderson Alvarez over Rick Porcello? Henderson Alvarez it has the Angels and the White Sox. White Sox are on the road. All right, so you were shaking, Scott, right? Not nodding. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what I was doing <laughs> because I, w I was really impressed with her Henderson Alvarez. I, I called him Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> Henderson Alvarez. That's one of those. Uh, yeah. Right. You expect the first name to be a last name kind of deals, but uh, th I think this would be enough for me to shy away from him. See, what, the I, last I start. Yeah, the last start. And I watched this game, and he was really impressive. Those yeah. five runs, four of them came in the, I think it was the sixth inning, all within a, you know one of those innings that just blows up in like 30 seconds. Um, and I'm trying to remember who, somebody hit a, a homer off of him. Um, but, you know, it, it was... It Granderson? Was, a, what's, was it Granderson? I think, I think it was. Um, and, of course, nobody's done that this year, right? Yeah, I think, that, I think he had his 40th. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, tough matchup, and he was outstanding for the first five innings. So I actually – Yeah, it sounds pretty good. That's, would, a, uh, that's a good I, point. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's a recommended start in, in most standard mixed leagues other than as a kind of a last resort like a Bart, Bart Cologne. But, um, Bart Cologne. Bart, Bart, <laughs> Bart, <laughs> Bart <laughs> That's his nickname. Barty Cologne. Barty. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I? So, um, but you know, better than Porcello. That's where I was going. All right, either J Hap or Chris Volstad. Are either of them worth starting in deep leagues? This is a definite head shake. Head shake. Well, definite deep head shake. Deep leagues. Yeah, really deep leagues. Uh, you're yeah, you're sure. gonna Volstad, really? You're gonna you're gonna hit your wagon to that? Uh, if my wagon's in a really deep league, where <laughs> you know the alternatives are, uh, uh, no. Uh, would you start him over? Up. Would you start either of them over a one start struggling John Danks? No. You'd go with Danks wow. over Volstad and half struggling. Okay. Well, all then you really hate Volstad and Hab. So I do, that, I do, but uh, my deep leagues have some really crummy pitchers. <laughs> so <laughs> you play in that forty-five team league, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Fellas, it's uh, the email time at D, uh, DM Fantasy Baseball at CBS dot com, and of course we have the hitters dugout, a regular. Dear Fantasy Hat Trick, I'm trying to salvage my season and take third place. Please help. Uh, pick three starting pitches, pitchers, <laughs> pitches, Jimenez. That's where I was going with that. Jimenez, Morrow, Urban Santana, Myers, Millwood. Jimenez, Morrow, Santana, Myers, Millwood. Well, Jimenez and Santana are the easy ones. And then I think I'd actually go with Myers. Ooh. Yeah. That is, that is scary. Do you know his matchups off the top of your head? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I can look him up real quick while you... Uh, I, talk I, about your yeah. I think I'd still side with Morrow, um, uh, even as much as he's. He, he, I don't feel like looking at his game log. There hasn't been many terrible starts in there. Just overall, not very good. And I, I still think uh, the potential on a start-to-start basis is high enough that I'd go with him over Myers. I think I might have. Um, I might have attributed an email to the hitters' dugout that wasn't from the hitters' dugout. So I apologize for that if that did happen. Pick one relief pitcher, Soriano. Well, Jansen, Salas, Parnell, Mike Adams. I would go with boy. There's not any closers there. Yeah, are there? Then I think you go with Soriano because he's been fantastic. Yeah, I know Salas got a save the other night, but he's that's clearly Jason Mott's job. So yeah, Soriano. Can we go back to those stars just for a second? Myers goes up against the Rockies at uh, at home in Houston and the Cardinals. So not. Not terrific matchups because of the Cardinals. Um, by the way, I just want to mention Millwood has actually not been bad. No, he hasn't. And he, Didn't he, gets, he pitch poorly yesterday, though? Was uh, that him? I don't feel like it was. I, I think he, I No, no, he Pomeranz pitched yesterday. Yeah, Pomeranz pitched, pitched yesterday, and I think as Millwood. Oh, Rogers, you know, you're right. I, I don't pitched. know why I, mistook, I mistook him for Jake Westbrook. Sorry. Easy to do. And uh, he gets <laughs> Millwood gets the Padres and the Astros this week. So, deeper league, I, th- I like Millwood. Okay. Uh, and DH, Goldschmidt or Pierzynski? Uh Okay, the Arizona Diamondbacks have those four lefties on schedule. Uh, the White Sox, since Pierzynski tends to sit against left-handers, um, they have uh, one, two, two on schedule. So that might be enough to make me side toward Pierzynski, uh, even though Goldschmidt is, is probably the better hitter. Next up, dear fantasy baseball champs, I'm in a CBS league that is only a seven-day championship week. Please help with my final start-sit questions. So pick one starting pitcher. Javier Vasquez, Kevin Millwood, Myers, Pineda. Millwood is the only two-start pitcher here because it's just a seven-day week. Vasquez, Millwood, Myers, Pineda. I I think it's Vasquez. Okay. Even with that good matchup for Pineda, Vasquez has been awesome. He has been awesome, yeah. Pick one third baseman, Euclid or Encarnacion. 
Well, I think we talked about it. In fact, I know what I said. Earlier. Yeah, Encarnacion. I agree. Bench one of these four. Hosmer, Hart, Stanton, Pierre. Bench one. I would bench, I guess, Stanton, just because there's the potential for another flare-up with his hamstring. Um, those other options are all good enough, even with Hosmer playing only five games, that I'd want to keep them in the lineup. And pick a catcher. Suzuki, Hunley, Montero. Well, I'll go with Hunley. Yeah. Oh, even though I said I'd sit him before, if those are my options, I'm playing Hunley too. Nate from Denver, head-to-head total points league, replacement for Matt Holiday at DH. Rank the top two or three you would go with out of this list, this very long list. Delman Young, Chase Utley, Encarnacion, Scudero, Kipnis, Mustakas, Polanco, Morrell, or Morrell, excuse me, Gerardo Parra, Aaron Hill, Nick Marcakis. Delman uh, Young, Utley, Encarnacion, Scudero, Kipnis, Mustakas, Polanco, Morel, Para, Hill, Marquecas. Marquecas and Encarnacion are the two highest for me. Utley, when compared to those other options, would still be pretty high. I've got Delman as my number three. Delman? Yeah. I, I want to point out, too, that Mustakas jumped from like one to four homers since our last podcast and seems to be doing what he did throughout his minor league career, which is suddenly blowing up after struggling at first. So he's somebody to watch, but I wouldn't start him yet. Jim and San Quentin. As long-term keepers, help me pick two. Mike Morse, Jason Hayward, Ricky Weeks. I would pick long-term. I, I still think uh, Hayward is, is better than Morse, and then Weeks is, is still a high in second baseman going forward. Yeah, I agree. Jason in Southgate, Michigan. So he is in a keeper league, and he wants to know if he should keep Jonathan Neese in the 25th round and Dominic Brown in the 21st round. What do you guys think? Are they worth keeping? Uh you know, I don't know that Nice is going to go much earlier than the 25th round. There's a lot of good pitchers out there, and uh, he kind of disappeared late. Um, Brown in 21st, I don't know. In a 10-team league, that seems like it might be a little early, too. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I believe both players will outperform that draft position. But it's I think highly they, possible. But, but based on perception, um, I'm not sure it's worth it. I, I probably wouldn't. And keep one free agent for a 27th round pick. Dustin Ackley, Freddie Freeman, Desmond Jennings, or Madison Bumgarner. Wow, those are all good. Yeah. <laughs> Shame you can't keep all of them. Um, Ackley, Freeman, Jennings, Bumgarner. I predict Ackley will be the earliest of these four players drafted next year. Although Madison Bumgarner might not be far behind. And yet I might be inclined to take Jennings. Interesting. So uh, Scott says Ackley, Al yeah, says Jennings. I say Ackley, but you really couldn't go wrong with any. Freeman, I think, is fourth because yeah. of the position he plays, but the others are all good. Fellas, that's it for the show. Everybody, good luck in your championship week, and uh, hopefully we'll be, we'll be back sooner rather than later. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope we have helped you out. And We know we've gotten a lot of very good feedback. Everybody says we've been helping them with their league, and that's what we want to hear. So, again, send us an email at dmfantasybaseball at cbs.com and whenever we get back on the air we'll try to read some dmfantasybaseball at cbs.com for Al Melchior and Scott White I'm Adam Azer we'll talk to you all soon